Chapter Four of Stories of the Victoria Cross by Frank Mundell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Noble Six Hundred. The most brilliant episode in the Crimean War was the famous Charge of the Light Brigade at Balaclava. The magnificence of the feat, the desperate gallantry, the hopeless miracle of devotion. All this is an heirloom which the British Army, and indeed every British citizen, must continue to rate high. Owing to a misunderstanding of the instructions which he had received, Lord Cardigan ordered the Light Brigade, numbering over 600 mounted men, to charge the Russian guns, posted at the end of a valley about a mile away, and supported by the whole army. To obey the order seemed to be certain death, as few of that gallant brigade could expect to return. Yet they advanced as calmly as if on parade. For a short distance they proceeded at a trot, and then the Russian batteries opened fire. The trot broke into a gallop, and, as they neared the enemy, the fierce desire of the troopers could no longer be kept in check, and they charged at racing speed, stormed at by shot and shell, while horse and hero fell. A more fearful spectacle was never witnessed than that of these heroes rushing into the arms of death. The Russians fired with great rapidity and deadly accuracy, but the horsemen did not halt or even check their speed for an instant. They closed up the gaps in their ranks and pressed on. With a halo of flashing steel above their heads, and with a cheer which was many a noble fellow's death cry, they flew into the smoke of the batteries and went crashing through the enemy's lines. Then the voice of one of the officers was heard clearly above the din of battle, shouting, Now, my brave lads, for old England, conquer or die. Cossack and Russian reeled from the sabre-stroke, shattered and sundered. Then they rode back, but not not the six hundred. Just as our men were about to retire, an enormous mass of grey-coated lancers were hurled on their flank. The colonel of the 8th Hussars collected a few men, dashed into the midst of the Russians, and succeeded in cutting his way through with great loss. Others followed his example, and, with almost superhuman strength and courage, gradually forced their way through the dense throng which encircled them. Meanwhile, the Russian artillerymen returned to the guns which they had been forced to abandon, and, heedless of the fact that their own countrymen were mingled with our men, they fired into the struggling mass of humanity, thus destroying both friend and foe. Never before or since has such an atrocity been committed by any civilised nation. When the wreck of the gallant brigade mustered after the charge, 
Lord Cardigan said, Men, it is a mad brain trick, but it is no fault of mine. Never mind, my lord, the men called out. We are ready to go again. No, no, men, he replied. You have done enough. It is impossible to find a greater instance of discipline and devotion to duty, of more romantic courage or desperate adventure. Though the charge was productive of no solid advantage, it showed that the British heart was as high in spirit and the British arm as strong as in the knightly days of old. Well might a French general who witnessed the charge exclaim, C'est magnifique, or it is magnificent. When can their glory fade? Oh, the wild charge they made, all the world wondered. Honour the charge they made, honour the light brigade, noble six hundred. One of the many who had their horses shot under them in that fierce ride was Troop Sergeant Major Berryman of the 17th Lancers. Getting hold of a riderless horse, he remounted, but almost immediately afterwards the animal dropped dead, having been previously wounded. Seeing that there was no chance of being able to rejoin his regiment, Berryman determined to return to the rear. On his way, he saw that one of his officers, named Captain Webb, had halted. Fearing that something was wrong, he ran to him and asked what was the matter. The captain replied that he had been struck and that his wound was so painful that he could not ride any further. Berryman called to a passing soldier to hold the horse's head while he lifted the captain down. This was done without further accident, and the gallant sergeant told the soldier to mount the horse and ride for a stretcher. He then sat down beside the wounded officer. Knowing well the barbarous nature of the enemy, and the extreme danger in which he was placed, Webb told Berryman that he had better consult his own safety and make for the rear. Not at all, he replied. I'll stay with you now. Don't mind me. Look to yourself, the officer again urged. All right, sir, but we will go together, no matter what happens. Obtaining the assistance of another soldier, they made a chair by crossing their hands, and in this way carried the wounded man for some distance, till he again complained of the pain of his wound. Not to be beaten, Berryman enlisted the aid of a third man to support the captain's legs, until a better means of conveyance could be procured. At length a stretcher was obtained, and Webb was taken to the surgeons who dressed his wound. But unfortunately, he was beyond all human aid, and died shortly afterwards. Sergeant Berryman, however, received the Victoria Cross for the assistance he had so bravely rendered. End of chapter 4